reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. out already <laughs> train the back back is sore yeah that's from carrying the team for two two quarters <laughs> yeah he's not he's two not quarters. even been off the back for <laughs> two years <laughs> Dr. C. Victor Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. Y'all, it's been too long since we sat and looked at one another in the eye. Look me in the eye. Yes, I'm that dude. I'm that same dude. I'm going to bring some juice. I'm going to bring some energy. Vic, I got something to say. Let's do it, brother. Let's go. Hey, let's do it. Hey, look, like any other sports franchise, league, everyone has a season. We talk about that. And look, yours truly, us, we had to have our off season. We had to have it. I mean, we worked all the way through baseball season. That's unprecedented for the last three seasons. So I'm sorry, fans. We had to take a knee. We had to go to Cancun. We had to go to Cozumel. We had to do us. So we can come back and be us. So now we here four weeks into the season of the National Football League. Oh, we got stuff to talk about. So uh, where are we going today? Because like we said years before, I'm running with scissors in my hand and I'm drinking expired milk and the refrigerator door is wide open. Let's get out there. Let's do it. Well, you mentioned it, man. We're four weeks into the NFL season. Last time we talked, we would normally, normally what we do is we set it up. We'd be like those prognosticators, those talking heads on ESPN, CBS, whatever sports radio or NFL. We didn't get a chance to do that. So now that we're four weeks in, we're just going to go with it. Because we've been off, we're just going to wrap, brother. We're going to sit around a little fireside chat. We're sitting by the, 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 the chimney, the fireplace, we're going to talk. We're in the barbershop right now. We're just going to talk. So that now that the NFL season has started, talking about hype, talking about excited, my fantasy leagues, talking about my players, man, cool, great. So Lamar Jackson, I want to start in your backyard. The way he started out this season, I'm talking about just fantasy points, what he's doing, what he's doing as far as running, passing, leading his team, the AFC North, what he's trying to do, and yet, and yet, and yet, the Baltimore Ravens still find a way to lose two and two, right? And so I'm expecting them to be a little bit better than the record indicates. As a matter of fact, I think they're playing better than the record indicates. But something is wrong with that defense. I'm really, he's putting up points, he's throwing the balls, he's, we're getting TDs. But they can't stop nobody. So what's going on with my Baltimore, your Baltimore, my Baltimore Ravens? Because I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I would love to start there, but 
I got so many other surprises. Las Vegas Raiders. Bruh, are they going to ever show up? Finally. Finally, they'll show up. Your Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals. Finally. I mean, Denver with uh, 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 your boy Russell. What? What? I expected them to be so much better. And I'm going to stay here just for a minute. Aaron Rodgers was talking about going to Denver. Why? Because they were ready-made. They just needed a quarterback. They were ready to go. Everybody was in place, skilled positions. They just needed a leader, that being a quarterback. So maybe they sold their soul to Seattle to get Russell. But something is wrong. Something's amiss up there in Denver. Uh-oh. You mean to tell me they get a new coach too? Rookie coach? I'm talking about first-time NFL coach, don't know how to manage the game, don't know how to manage the sideline, can't manage minutes, that's part of the problem. Not let alone that Russell comes on over, you got a new coordinator, new language, and you got to you got to really just learn how to be able to talk and make things and be efficient. Russell doesn't look like Russell. In Seattle, Russell wanted to cook. He's not cooking right now. Matter of fact, I don't think he has a 250-yard game yet. So, Bruh, what's going on in Denver? I know I'm all over the map. I talked about Arizona. I talked about Baltimore. But those are just a, a few of the surprises. And lastly, before I toss it to you, look at the bills. Man, if this were preseason, I was going to tell you, I thought the bills were going to go all the way. I thought they were that strong. It doesn't look good to make that prediction now because of how good they are. And that loss in Miami I believe they should have won that game. 90 offensive plays and still lose, come down to the last possession, and you can't manage the clock or the clock runs out on you. So, wow. Bills, 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 I see. Yes, I love Baltimore. I love Lamar. But out of the AFC, I just feel like they're just too strong. That's a prediction for you. But look at Kansas City. Look what Kansas City is doing in the AFC. And my NFC representative, I'm going to say it now. Nobody else is saying it. I'm saying the 49ers, man. I'm saying the 49ers. But, bro, we're going to banter back and forth. We're going to chop it up. It's just those are the things that are hot, that are on my mind. I wanted to bring it while I had the time. What say you over there? I feel like I'm in Super Walmart, Sam's Club. It's on bulk <laughs> and it's on sale, bruh. You do so much out there. I just want to chew on every little nugget you gave me. And I don't know where I'm going to start. Dog, and that's only the NFL. You didn't even hit the fact that Aaron Judge, the new home run king. I mean, he oh, breaks yes. Roger Maris's record. Dog, Albert Pujols. I mean, we can talk a little baseball here. I mean, there's so much that has happened since we've last spoken. Our Dodgers kicking tail, 100-plus games won, and still could do more damage? I mean, like you said, I, I don't know where to start, I, but I will start somewhere. Because you went into my backyard, I will dig up them bones that I'm trying to bury and say, I don't know what's happening, bro. First for Lamar to say, I am going to bet on self, and he's done that. And in four weeks, he said, oh, if y'all don't pay me, y'all going to have to empty out the banks because he has been putting on an MVP caliber types of games. Sure, he had the one-off last week where he passed for less than 100 or 200 yards, but it's very nasty condition. Should have been a run-heavy game already. He, unlike his doubters years ago, 
he's showing you I could throw the ball. I can I could imagine for many fantasy players their concern that he's not running enough, but he's beating people from the pocket because they doubted his skills three years ago when he came into the league. He could pass and he could run. And it's great that he's morphing into that combined attack because he already knows shelf life of a running back, a running quarterback is pretty limited. Ask Cam Newton. So for him to show that I'm versatile and when when Father Time catches up to me, I can still be deadly from the pocket. I remember the Steve Young where he was dangerous out of the pocket, but he's also dangerous in the pocket. And as time came on, Steve, he, he may get out there, do a little something every now and then, but he was deadly in the pocket. And so yeah. watching what he's been able to do and put our team in position to win every week, they easily could be 4-0. You cannot tell me you lose against Miami and make it Miami's fool's gold. Making Miami look like that they're this, this beast in the East. You give up 21 points in the fourth quarter. And then last week against the Bills, the Bills didn't win that game. The Baltimore's lost that game. 17 points in the second half, and you don't you don't do anything else. So Lamar has put the team in position. And yes, so Lamar did not win the game last week, but it's not on his shoulders. I'm too I'm on, on the edge right here when it comes down to that last play in Baltimore. Do you put your team in position where you kick the field goal and now you give Josh Allen, you know, a, an 80-yard drive? Or do you say, I'm going to play for the tie. I'm play for the win. If we don't win, I'll make this touchdown. My team, uh, my defense will have 99 yards to defend. There's no way. There, there, so I can understand why he would go for it because you're saying we're either going to get the get a touchdown, not a pick. <laughs> so if anything, Lamar should have thrown the ball away. So then the ball would have been down on like the one or two yard line. And now you put Josh Allen in position with about three minutes left to drive the length of the field or he had to get in the field goal position. So I understand why Joe uh, Harbaugh would have done that. And then also maybe he just didn't trust the defense. We have one of the most expensive defenses in the league. The secondary on top of that is the most expensive, but getting torched, getting lit up worse than Christmas tree. So I don't, I don't understand. And, and it's very disappointing. Uh, you know, here in the DMV, people are really hot regarding the defense because the Ravens have always been known for a great defense. So now again, Lamar is putting himself in a position where I am your future. Defense is doing yeah. hot mess stuff. So if you want us to win, I have to now score more points than the opposition. Since when was that ever, ever our philosophy in, in Baltimore? Ray Lewis said one time, all we need is 17 points. Offense, give us 17 points, we'll take care of the rest. That was how much confidence our uh, we had in our defense and how much our defense led the uh, the team. So you can have, you know, second-tier quarterbacks. All they had to do was manage. And at that time, the best quarterback we had off of a trade was Steve McNair. Until that point, we was always a defense-heavy team. So that being a position where we have an offensive juggernaut, uh, a quarterback that can do all great things, and we're reintegrating uh, J.K. Dobbins, you would think we should be easily a 4-0 team. But, hey. It's a long season. Be. And because we have shown what we can do, once the defense catches up, 
And, and as we've seen in years past, defense in any of these teams, the defense in the NFL is always because so many changes happen on offense and defensive strategies, and they have to catch up. And by in a couple of weeks, I can imagine this the Baltimore team we we know from a defensive standpoint should show up. But that right there, the last couple of weeks, a hot mess. And because of that, I, I want all I will not automatically give the Bills the championship. I would not give them automatically the AFC uh, the crown yet because there has been kinks in the army. Uh, they still got to play Miami again. Yes, they, they clock management, what have you, but Miami had them on their heels and Baltimore had them on their heels. At Baltimore won that game, Buffalo's two and two with no explanation. They still were down by 17 points up until the last you know two minutes of the first half. So, uh, they look good on paper, and they still. And Josh Allen's the bad boy, him and Diggs. But I, I'm not sure if if I'm ready to crown them uh, just yet, because there's still a guy named Patrick Mahomes that has something for everybody. And the yeah. championship, the AFC championship, has to go through Pat. Has to go through him. And and we already see Cleveland. Uh, Cincinnati's not ready for that. Burrow, I don't know what happened to them. I think they're still having that Super Bowl hangover or whatever it was. They're not, they're no, they're not even a team to be even recognizable. So uh, that's the AFC side. I mean, like you said, there's so much meat on this bone. Uh, if I had to start saying what's the teams in, you know, four weeks into the season, what are the strong teams? Definitely. I, I will consider Buffalo as a strong team. I will still give Buffalo a strong team. I don't know if Miami is who we think they are. Um, yeah. Yeah. To your point, AFC West, we expected that to be the most competitive division, and that is a horrible watch. Right now, I would only give that to, again, uh, 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 Kansas City. And then the NFC, AFC South, Jacksonville Jaguars are a surprise. Uh, I don't know if yeah. Indiana, Indianapolis, are they who we want them to be? I don't know who they are. And then the East uh, and the NFC, yeah. Eagles look great. Very surprising, Dallas. Uh, doing this without Dak Prescott. So does that say something about Dak? Does that say something about Mike McCarthy? Is that really about Cooper Rush? Uh, uh, but I do like Philly. I like what Jalen Hurts has been able to do. Obviously, uh, Green Bay and NFC North. Uh, I'm not going to count against Tom Brady, despite what's happened in his personal life. So I give the NFC South to Tampa Bay and the NFC West. Man, oh, man, oh, man. The Niners said, don't forget about us. And Jimmy G, what great swan song would it be to say, give me my one-year contract. I'm going to show the league I still got it in me. I'm going to lead us to Super Bowl. Then I'm going to gonna go uh, find me another team to get on. So there's so much. Uh, there's so much. Yes. Yeah. I, I love what you've done, and you've given me some more things to think about. So let's take it away from the football field, but stay in the NFL. Tua Tungabayola. We gotta we gotta touch on the concussion, the whole let's go, let's go, let's go back two games when he got hit uh in the Bills game and his head hits the ground. I I, I definitely want to hear your opinion on that, where he was able to come back into the game, his story. Uh, and for those who don't know, and it's all over the sports world, matter of fact, it's on ABC Good Morning America. This, this, so it's leading not just in the NFL circles or sports circles, but just the whole uh, fallout from not that game, but the second game when he was able to come back. So uh, let's set, let's set it up. Two weeks ago, 
Tua gets pushed, head hits the ground, and clearly he's shook. He is shook. He's shaking his head, trying to get the cobwebs out. He even staggers, gets support to stay standing, goes down to a knee. Clearly something is wrong. After the game, well, they took him out of the game. He comes back into the game and finishes the game. That's that's pretty cool. And so most of us are thinking, okay, it looked like he got his bell rung. Able to get back into the game. He cleared whatever protocol or whatever's on the sideline, comes back into the game. So that was a precursor to the following week, which is this uh, just a, uh, this past week or this, the week after the next game. The next game, he gets hit again, clearly, clearly concussed. Head hits the ground again. So they took him out of the game that time, and he doesn't come back. So I want to touch on two things because you made me think about Miami is not who they think they are. As long as Tua's out, they will not. Teddy Bridgewater will not be able to take them to the promised land. That's number one. The Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, he gave them hope with your boy Waddle down there. So all the quarterback had to do, whether it's Tua or Bridgewater, get it to their playmakers, and they were making plays. But I started this segment off talking about Tua. Let's talk about the concussion protocol. Let's talk about him one game leading to the next game and concussions. And I wanted to hear your opinion, sir, on that whole and it, it, it fallout, if you will. I don't know how he even made it back into the game when he's wobbling. I mean, we know what we saw on the Thursday night game, which was scary yes. because he seized up. So did, did yes. we need to see that part? What's worse, watching him seize up with his fingers or the fact that only four days earlier he couldn't even stand up. So I, 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 I've, I've heard the, the, the defense of, well, we have an independent neuro consultant. Okay. Well, so now he's the fall guy. He got fired. Uh, there's no way, based off what we understand, what we've come to understand about the concussion protocol, after that, get that first game, there's no way he should have came back in for what three or four plays later. No way. Yeah. I, I don't. Right. And I would love to see the report. I would love to see the, the, the true dialogue that occurred when they brought him back to the sideline, how the whole team I'm talking about leadership, uh, coaches, GMs, those in the booth, watch him walk off the field. What happens when they, go behind the tent and have the discussion and say, all right, are you ready to go? First things first, you and I are both athletes. We already know he wants to play. I don't care how bad my bell was rung. As long as you can talk to me and I can answer the question, are you hurting? No. How many times do we see boxers get knocked out, stand up, still say, no, I'm ready to go? Bruh, we've already counted the tent. You're done. <laughs> Who protects him from himself? That's the thing. You can't expect right. Tua to say, yeah, you know, I think I'm concussed and I probably need to sit this one out. He's not going to say that. He's talking about his job security. People doubted him as a quarterback in the league coming into the season. They wondered would he even, you know, be the, 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 the quarterback for uh, the Miami Dolphins. So he already has a lot of pressure on himself 
to perform and be ready for each game or next man up, the best ability is availability, and then he's done. So he already knows he's on a short leash. So why would they expect him to be honest and say, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I staggered because my head, I can't, I don't even know my name right now. Of course. So who protects him from himself? But you have so many people on the payroll that are trying to sell tickets. And don't forget, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins, the same Miami Dolphins that fired Brian Flores, the same Miami Dolphins who had the, uh, the owner, Steve Ross, that wanted to throw games. So are we really thinking they're the model ethical franchise here? Really? Right. So what would we, why would we think any different when he goes to the sideline and they say, you're good to play, right? And he says, oh, I'm good. Yes, they go out there, they play, he sells it, they win, great. But then for four days later, he goes out there and it took one hit. One hit to really put a black eye on the National Football League in the promotion of a safe environment as we still have little kids that wants to play football. And the casual fan who watches that to say that was scary and then it's just interesting to see even the news clips the last couple of days. Well, he's not available for week five. You think? I don't think he'll be back until week seven because they got to be so much uh, oversight now for him in particular before he gets back on the field. So for a player that was concerned or may have had the concern, do I have job security? Now he'll probably miss six weeks from a concussion because the NFL has to be extra safe to paint the picture that we did everything possible to make sure we protected this young man. That was scary. It was sloppy. Who's going to be the fall guy. They found the independent neuro neuro, uh, neurologist to be the fall guy, but that goes, that goes way up. You know, the quote, yeah. Jack Nicholson from a few good men. I'm the one that ordered the code red who ordered the code red. Someone within the Miami Dolphins franchise is behind that. Someone behind Roger Goodell and the NFL is behind that, and we will never find out. But it's really upsetting. It's really disappointing because that is still someone's son that could have lost their life on that doggone field that night. Yeah. I uh, want to echo your sentiments, um, but I'll say it in this way. The concussion protocol, based on – this small sample size is laughable, okay? It can't be taken serious. When somebody's son, potential father, potential death are at risk here. So you can't do that. You can't have that. No, the neuroscience science, uh, doctor, he should not be solely responsible. Somebody has to be the adult in the room, somebody with authority. Somebody has to say, no, no, and no, he can't go. It starts with ownership, leadership, coach. It's not everybody else. No, the decision maker, the, the who has the responsibility, accountability, that, those, those people. So with no teeth in this protocol, whatever it is, and I don't understand it, don't see it, especially when he's able to go back a couple plays later in game one, and then you, you're talking about him seizing up in, uh, four days later, Somebody has to be accountable. I would like to see that the NFL says, okay, um, you didn't follow protocol or you didn't follow common sense. 
You didn't protect the player. And it should cost them. I don't know. Maybe they're, they're, it's not written in black and white, but how about the eye test? The eye test says he's not stable. The eye test says, heck, I know where I live. I know my name. I know where I'm at. I know the date and I know the president. I can answer all those questions, but dog, you can't walk straight. You can't even manage your own self. So don't go back in, take his helmet, sit down. No, Miami, you should be fine. Maybe draft choices. I'm talking about putting some teeth in this doggone thing. You got to protect the players and it should be at a cost that you didn't. Because Vic, to your point, man, I'm going to play. Man, I don't care if I busted a nut, so it crawls up into my belly and I got my belt wrong and man, I'm still going to play because that's how I'm conditioned. I'm conditioned to get right back up, find the huddle, shake it off, and go back in. That's how I'm conditioned. I'm trained that way. I need somebody else to tell me, <laughs> no, partner, yes, no, you're going to sit down and sit with me a while. Let's talk. Let's tell a bedtime story, okay? Let's talk about what's happening, what's going on in the game, but you're not going to be participating in it. So Roger Goodell, ownership up there, and the coach, you're all culpable. You guys are responsible. It's not that neurosurgeon or that consultant. It's not him. And th th that was too easy. So um, that's where I stand. Let me see some teeth in this program. Let me see some teeth in this pro protocol concussion uh, protocol that means something. Player safety, what does it mean when Susie Baker over here is not that sports fan, but sees a player, sees up like that. She's got to say, what, what, what is this? Is this uh, uh, CMA or this, this is, what are we, what, what is going on out there? Is this arena football? Is this, no, this is, we are better than this NFL. So please protect the players. I love the entertainment. I love a good hit like the next man. But I'm, I don't want to see uh, that on, a, on any given Sunday. I don't want to see somebody sees it, nor do I want to see loss of life. It's already hard enough, bad enough, bad on joints, bad on careers, endings, joint mobility, arthritis later on, uh, dizziness, headaches, and people wanting to kill themselves, suicidal ideations, those kinds of things. It's already bad enough. Please help these players. And then don't forget the fan to be able to witness that. That's my take on that, sir. To add on that, how the NFL talks about integrity of the game to the point, you talk about putting teeth. How about this to draw a comparison? Tom Brady and deflate gate. NFL mm. was so mm. adamant in investigating a ball that lost point one, two, PSI, to think that it gave competitive advantage to Tom Brady, that they suspended him for a few games, and they fined the New England Patriots, and it took draft picks. That's how big they felt he questioned his, his he 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 impacted the integrity of the game. Mm -hmm. But we have a young man. 
that could have lost his life because someone wanted to take shortcuts to make sure he got back on the field to make sure they had a competitive mm-hmm. advantage. And he just lost right. his job. And he's not even an NFL yeah. employee. He was an independent contractor. So you're right. NFL, put some teeth into this. This is a leadership issue. That's all it is. It's a leadership issue. Screw the optics. Screw what the – no. Hold people accountable. Show the yes. players that you do care about them more than their money. The Shield will always speak volumes. We already know America revolves around the Shield. But you can yes. easily lose the fans when we don't put player safety somewhere of a priority. Because all right now you need the players to say, I'm not playing this week. I don't feel that you believe in us or you care about us. And nothing stops them from saying, we're going to take a knee on this issue because my life, my livelihood after football is over is at risk. So, yeah, I'd really be interested how they evolve this story and how they hold people accountable. The only, only time yes. and, I, and, and I believe more to come because uh, we got lawmakers that are involved. We've got a lot of people looking at the in, the NFL right now because of this Tua uh, fallout and incident. And first of all, I just want to say, Tua, I'm praying for you. Golly, with the concussion, you're more prone and susceptible to further concussion. So please don't be in a hurry. It, your life and livelihood uh it's, it's not worth it, sir. You have more talents in a football or being a football quarterback or a football player. You have more to offer than just that. So uh, I'm more concerned about you, the man, okay, and your health. So please, please, please. Uh, and and you Miami Dolphins that organization, please take your time. Don't be in a hurry to get him back. Well, I knew this was going to be more NFL-centric because we're four games in. We got the NBA around the corner Preseason is, is is around the corner. We got our our Lakers uh, didn't get rid of Westbrook, believe it or not. I, there may be something in the works, behind the scenes stuff going on, but they still pretty much are intact with their starting, their core. But in the green room, you're talking about Anthony Davis is already hurt. What? What? We haven't played a game yet. It's preseason. What? Already hurt. The one game that I did see, he was looking good. And they were really focusing on him and, and, and using um, him as a central point for it to run their offense through. But Lord, 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 I would have gotten rid of Westbrook. There's talk that he's going to Indiana, Indiana where we can get um, uh, your boy, golly, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Turner is one and Buddy the Hill. sharpshooter, sniper. There you go. Buddy Hill. So I would have done that yesterday. Okay. Having said that, they haven't done that. As currently constructed, we're in trouble. We're talking about trying to make the top eight. The top six, excuse me, so we don't get into the play-in game. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. Anthony Davis, he's not going to play 50 games. LeBron's going to sit out probably 20. Westbrook still doesn't play defense. Does it, can he make an outside shot? He was missing layups. So all those problems we brought on this, these airways on this platform before, I don't know that they're changed. Oh, what has happened? We got a new coach. Okay. Darvinham, I like you. Name, your reputation precedes you. So you're really going to have to step up and you're going to have to make them listen to you. 
how do you make a 20-year veteran almost in LeBron listen to you? How are you going to make a future Hall of Famer in LeBron, Westbrook, and potentially Anthony Davis listen to you? Boy, you got your hands full. Vic, I don't see the playoffs for the Lakers as currently constructed. Too much has to happen. And the, uh, the, the, the NBA, especially the Western Conference, man, is so loaded. I can go down this whole arm and talk about everybody that is ahead of them just from last year alone, let alone anybody improving. So uh, give me here on the Lakers. What, what do you see? What's going on? What are your thoughts? Man, I I I want maybe I'm caught in the moment. Maybe I have not moved and realized it is 2022, not 2013. I I don't want Westbrook to leave yet. I really, I really Ooh, want Darvin Ham to have this chance to do what he can do. Like, and, and I it hurts me to hear you say, like, bruh, you really don't feel like we're like top six, like uh, a healthy, reinvigorated, yo, I don't believe how we got embarrassed like that last season. We had a lot of injuries, our coaching. We try to integrate Westbrook. Like, you're really, like, this is the worst thing ever. This is, yes, I no, I, I do. I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm probably talking it I'm into not... existence, but I really believe <laughs> that they can at least get to the top six. Uh, I, you know, I, I do look at the higher teams. Okay, Golden State. I don't know where Phoenix is going to be, but One, it should be in the top three. Two. Uh, Clippers yeah. should be up three. there with Kawhi and PG coming back and a Ty Lue. Yeah. Uh, you, you look at mm, Dallas should be something in there because, yeah. you know, Nowitzki, uh, not Nowitzki, uh, uh, your, your boy. Um, Utah's done. Uh, okay. Denver, because you should have, you should have a healthy ah. Jamal Murray <laughs> and the Joker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 San Antonio is not there anymore, not yet. I mean, I could, you know, pop. Yeah. Um, you haven't mentioned Mem Memphis. Oh, Memphis! Woo! Memphis huh? should be up there. Pel uh, Pelicans, New Orleans. Look, New Orleans. Yes. All right. Uh, you haven't mentioned Lakers yet. I don't <laughs> Well, I, I was just saying, and the Lakers should be in that. <laughs> but you are right, and I may be looking at names and not talent. And because I know what they can be as opposed to what they are. And I may be caught in the prisoner of the moment. But, yes, we just named off eight. And, and again, it's probably easy to say who won't be there. Sacramento won't be there. Portland won't be there. Uh, Utah won't be there. Those are the four teams that won't be there. But yeah, I mean, man, in San Antonio, so that's the five. So it, it's, I, I would, I would really, and see now I don't want to feel like I'm begging the Lakers to be there, but yes, they're not the top three team. There, there's no way they're top three team in the West. Uh, however, I, I don't want to say that it's all Westbrook, and the reason why we're we're going to be no a, a yes. not a strong yeah. enough team to compete is because of Westbrook. Yeah, and and in our list, we failed to mention the the NBA winner last year, Golden State. We didn't even mention Golden State. So the list again is very, very, very long. So 
I'm not a Debbie Downer and I don't, I'm not trying to piss on your parade and I'm going to let you talk it into existence because I'm supporting you talking it into existence. I'm a dreamer also, but there is a lot that has to happen to make that dream come true. All right. So right now we're not going to call it a dream. Let's call it a fantasy. And you and I are fantasizing about what they can become. But in the one year that we had this, this composition of a team, look what they did. And even got a chance in the to get into the play-in game and, and, and failed that too. So, bro, how bad were we? We were bad. We stunk. It, and these other teams that we mentioned ahead of them were very good to get a championship out of the uh, Western Conference. So you're right. Westbrook is not the sole problem, but I need more from him. And so uh, uh, LeBron, AD, let's talk about the three-headed uh, three monster of the Lakers. They never did mesh. They never really played a whole lot of games together. So how about we start there? Well, how does that happen? How do you become a future Hall of Famer and can't play the game together? Well, it's ego. You become so in your role and so defiant that you forget to acquiesce to the next man. How about just play the make the right basketball play? Do what's right for the team. And you can't, because you don't have a shot blocker or a rim protector back there, where is he? Oh, he's in street clothes. Street clothes Davis. You need to play defense. Westbrook, you got to play defense. LeBron plays it occasionally, but I don't want LeBron. We don't need LeBron. This is not 20-year-old LeBron. This is almost 40-year-old LeBron. He should not be leading our team. He should be a great uh, a 1B, a great complimentary piece to somebody. And even if that somebody is by committee, but somebody else needs to show up. And who is that somebody? So you, we can't count on Westbrook based on last year. You can't count on Westbrook. You can't count on Anthony Davis. Then, bro, where are we? And so that's not the fantasy. That's reality. That's where we are today. And I don't want to, I don't want to poo-poo again on your parade, but we need a lot to break in our favor. Golden States, the Memphis, the Clippers, Kawhi. He's not going to play a full 82-game season. We know that. But they're, they play for Ty Lue. Okay, Golden State, their system with Kerr is in place. Memphis is still up and coming. The Suns, they got some problems at this in the in the Suns with um, DeAndre and their coach, um, Money Williams. And so, yeah, uh, Money Williams. Yeah, so Denver is. I don't expect your boy. Um, all of them to play their full 82 game season, but they still got the Joker who's still tough and he's an MVP. Reigning um, MVP. Two times. Yeah. Yeah. So, whoo, the Lakers got a lot of work ahead of them, sir. So, what do you need to see from the Lakers in this first two to three months between the season starts in a week and a half between now and December before the Christmas Classic? What is it you need to see from the Lakers for you to feel confident that they are who we think they are? Well, they can't play on athleticism alone. So they're having to use their, the, the, the mental aspect. And they're not as athletic as some of these other teams we're talking about who are a lot younger. 
Um, so they're going to have to knock down their shots. They're going to have to rebound, gang rebound. They're going to have to do those things because they don't have a the, the big man anymore. So I need to just, if they can play team ball and give me a little defense. When they won the championship a couple years ago, it was their defense. They had the number one defense. So it wasn't like they were outscoring anybody. They were just Caruso, uh, uh, KCP. And so we had the perimeter defense. And so we were able to lock up on the, on the perimeter. And we had enough defense at the perimeter. AD was blocking shots, bro. He was in the game. So he was there. And so if you give me defense, almost keep up with everybody on offense and make the basketball play. LeBron, make the basketball play. Westbrook, make the right basketball play. So we got a little bit of defense when we got Patrick Beverly. So we answered that question. Um, but I just need everybody else. You talk about availability. I need them to be available. If we can be healthy, acquiesce, make the right basketball play, play defense. Okay, we need to be top 10 defense in the league. That gives us a shot. That gives us a shot. But we don't have that sniper three still. So we're taking a lot of chances on the three-point. It's a three-point league now. And so having said that, we got to play defense. We got to limit um, the other team's uh, uh, three-point percentages are lower than that to give us a chance. So it's defense, 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 and play team ball. Those two things in particular. So do you, so do you need to see the record by December show something? Is it is the eyeball test? I guess for me, I want to make sure we're beating the teams we're supposed to beat. That was probably the thing that irked me the most last season. Games like Sacramento, since when does Sacramento beat us up three out of four games? Right. When yeah. does Minnesota Timber like there's games we're supposed to show up to? And I think for me to say, all right, we at least have a competitive team, I like to see a couple five to seven game win streaks. I would like us to beat the teams we're supposed to beat the teams that, but you tell me say, top of the when you say that, West. when you say that the teams we're supposed to beat, nobody fears us. What? So who, who are those teams we're supposed to beat? nobody fears us. Everybody feels as though they're going to beat us. We used to be able to walk onto the floor and automatically, you remember the Kobe years and Shaq years and, and even Kobe and Powell and uh, Odom? Man, they used to say, we, we, we're in for one tonight. LeBron, in, it, when they won the championship, okay, it was a bubble, yes. But they knew they were going to be in for a competitive match. People don't fear us anymore. So what does it mean for us when you say the teams we're supposed to beat? Who are we talking about? Are we talking about the San Antonio's, the Portland's? Are we talking well, guess, about the Sacramento's? Oh, right. Okay. If, 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 you, if we say there's 12 teams and if we're number eight, I guess the teams are supposed to beat us, another four that's below <laughs> us. So, so to your point, not... if we are who, who we are, then it's like, all right, yeah, that's you're going to play those teams four times a year. That's your 16 <laughs> win. And in the East, you're going to play the bottom barrels over there. But I, I, you're right. I, I hear what you're saying. It, and, it, and that's probably me caught as a prisoner moment. It's me caught into uh, who the hell are Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves? Well, they made it to the, they made it to the championship. Uh, they made it to the playoffs last year. 
And so it's no longer them. Yes. The, the 90s version <laughs> of the, you know, the, the, the Timberwolves, the, the Nuggets, and all these teams we used to be doormats. No, these teams are the Mavericks. These teams are those teams based off of last year's performance. We are looking up at them. We have been yeah. on the outside looking in. And so you're right. It's no longer a matter the teams are supposed to beat. We need to go up there and just beat teams. So maybe that's yes. what I need this for me to say we're real is you don't take lights off. You come out there and you put your foot on their neck and let them remember who the hell you are. We are the doggone Los Angeles Lakers, the winningest franchise, the winningest franchise in the NBA. Remember that. And no one fears us anymore because they don't remember who you are. So from an organizational identity perspective, step on the court and let your play speak for itself. So maybe that's what I need to see. No more taking nights off. When you play Golden State, you play them like it is the seventh game of the Western Conference Finals and bust their head wide open. I don't care if it's the fourth game of the season. So maybe that's what I need to see is the intensity. I need to see a... a a competitive game because what they yes. gave me last year reminded me of those last few years of Kobe's years. It's like, oh, I'm not watching this. I'm on the Eastern Standard Time time zone. I'm not watching this game. And and I was I was the one that was this. Okay, you know what? Wait till uh, All Star break. They're gonna hit the switch. And then it's like, well, maybe late March. And then it's like, you know what? Dang, we were that team. So hopefully, that's probably what I need to see is. Beat beat teams, have a couple good winning streaks. Um, I'm I'm hoping Darvin Ham, but he he's not proven. He's not proven, and LA market would eat him alive if he's not ready. So uh, it will be a a season to watch. And if yeah. if it doesn't happen this year, then I, I I would not be surprised if they tried to orchestrate a mid season trade. Uh, to get Westbrook out of there to try to free up some of that cap space to bring more players in. Um, But you're you're right. It's going to be a very interesting season. I'm with you. If we are consistent, competitively consistent, give us a fighting chance to win the games that we're not supposed to win. That would be significant. You know, the, the top eight, nine teams that are ahead of us based on last year's ranking. So that would be key. Bro, we're going to wrap it up, man. We're 45 minutes in. We're 45 yeah. minutes deep. And we left some on the editor's table. We can we can see some on the editing floor of things that we can talk about. We can go on and on to the break of dawn. But we're not going to. My last take is, man, I have missed you, Vic. Steve, our producer, I have missed you. This has been exciting. This has been fun. And I really, and we really could go on and on. You mentioned Aaron Judge. We got baseball. We got the Dodgers going on. About the going to the postseason. Uh, Albert Pujols, all cool. Having said that, this is a sports venue. We talk sports, we talk sports, but I want to talk about life. My sister and others who may have this the scare of cancer. So I just want, and we have talked about it on here, please get your screenings. Please follow your doctor's orders. Get your second opinions if you need it. Interventions do matter. The number one intervention is prayer, okay? Spiritual intervention. So we need to support one another as 
our family members and those that we know are going through this. It's scary. It's hard. It's to, but let's do all that we can. And for us men, testicular cancer, prostate cancer, those things are on the rise. And let's not let it be ignorance. Please, please go get checked. To my sister, Dean, I love you. And I would dedicate this show to you. And that's my last take. And I'm out. To build upon that, it is a fact. One October started Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and it ends on 31 October, my birthday. It is, this is, this is what we do. This is what we do. We talked about the Lakers having tenacity. We talked about the Lakers being intense. We talked about Baltimore Ravens and, and what the NFL could have done from a leadership perspective to protect Tua. Hey, this is what we can do as a country. This is what we can do in this world to bring about awareness to this to this 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 despicable disease called cancer. Support, donate. There are many walks happening this month of October to combat the, the cancer and particularly breast cancer. And please participate. Donate. Find those local marches. And wear your pink. Uh, there are many people. If you're not a person that's been impacted directly, you know somebody who knows somebody. That's how rampant cancer is in this world. But again, it's a special, special uh, 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 call to arms and, and battle uh, that's personal to me, as Unc shared. And so again, this is that month where us as leaders of our own communities, us as leaders in our families, and lead the way in supporting uh, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month and do something about it. Uh, research doesn't fund its own. And it takes us as people to bring that awareness, us as people donating money to have the technological resources to fight this disease. And on that note, I say I'm out. It's been great. You all take care. Hit us up on all our social media platforms because your boys are back in town. If we could play that song, we would. We're back, we're ready, we're refreshed, and we're bringing the heat. Take care, love you all, see you all next week.